Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Today, we're going to talk about six steps that you need in order to keep yourself safer. I can't guarantee that you can be safe or that you will always be safe around toxic people. There is no guarantee. The only guarantee is to move away from them and they will still try to talk to you. But I want to help you keep yourself safer. So I'm offering today these six steps, six questions to ask yourself and six steps to keep you safer around toxic people. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insights, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome back. And if this is your first time joining me here on Save Your Sanity podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you found us. And we have quite a community here of people who are learning ways to recognize the toxic, difficult behaviors of people and knowing what to do about them. It's really important for us to understand the impact of these people on our lives, particularly if they happen to have been our parents, because that will cause us to be attractive to and attracted to hijackles, those relentlessly difficult people who scavenge our relationship every day to get a win to have things work best for them, and to take away power, status, and control from us. So that's what we're here for. If you want to learn more about my work, go to transformingrelationship.com, singular, transformingrelationship.com. So today I want to talk about some steps that you can take to stay safer around toxic people, difficult people. I know that it is not possible to be completely safe around them. We all know that. Uh, They're unpredictable. They love to deal in uncertainty. They love to keep you in chaos. So it's not possible to be entirely safe. But if you use these six steps, it will keep you safer. Because difficult, defensive, and destructive behaviors can turn into dangerous ones. And that's why you need these six steps. When you hear about violence perpetrated in so many ways in our world, shootings, war, subway pushers, rape, beatings, it's a wake-up call. Now is the best time to have a look around your life, at your circle, your family, friends, spouse, partner, child, co-workers, and 
The point at which difficult turns to dangerous is often not apparent, especially when you're close to someone. You've become used to their behavior. Now, there are other episodes in the Save Your Sanity podcast on that whole thing about when difficult turns to dangerous and look at that. So by all means, there are more resources for you here. So do subscribe to the podcast. You can do that wherever you enjoy getting your podcasts, or if you want to go to my website, go to relationshiphelpnetwork.com. That's the part of my website that tells you about the podcast where you can subscribe. So I'm defining dangerous here as dangerous to your well-being in all ways. Whether or not they're dangerous to society is something only a psychologist or a therapist, or if they really do have a complete meltdown, a police person can determine on an individual basis. But for your emotional and mental and physical safety, I've put together a little list of questions here that I think are very, very key to ask yourself. And you may want to shy away from them. You may want to downplay them. You may want to whitewash it. I hope you won't. I hope you will really ask yourself these questions and give yourself a very, very, very honest answer. Because only when you're ready to be honest about this can you do something about it. So I'm going to give you these six um, questions to ask yourself. Is it possible that you are in denial about someone's potential for violence because you don't know what to do about it? Is that possible? Are you kind of downplaying it or turning a blind eye to it because you don't know what to do? Well, that's where I can help you. If you want to talk to me, just go to beaclient.com and take advantage of my one-time first session offer for new clients, beaclient.com. We can figure out what situation you're in and what you absolutely can do about it. So question number one, are you in denial about someone's potential for violence because you don't know what to do about it? Question number two is, have you tried to talk to a person close to you about their startling or inappropriate ways that they react to life and treat people and they took no notice or they got angry? Have you had to try and have that conversation? Because hijackals, you know, my word for these toxic people, hijackals don't take kindly to being told they're wrong, right? (laughs) They don't want to hear anything bad about themselves and they'll turn it on you in an instant and they'll say, no, 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 that's what you do or you're wrong or that's about you. But the question to ask yourself is, have you actually tried to talk to a person close to you about the inappropriate ways and you know that it did no good? It may have even made things worse. Question number three, if you did try to talk with them, were you met with anger, defense, excuses, rationale, blame? That's highly likely. You know, these hijackals, they're toxic. So they have an absolute unwillingness to ever admit that they made a mistake. 
So they're certainly not going to admit that there are any character faults that they have. So you try to talk to them and they get angry or defensive or they give you a bunch of excuses or they turn the tables and blame you and twist your words or they rationalize things. That's another very big thing that you have to recognize if that's happening. So an important question, if you did try to talk to them, were you met with that anger? And question four, did they immediately point the finger back at you rather than accept the invitation to look at themselves? Because that's the way hijackles roll. If you say something about them, they will turn it around and say, no, that's what you're doing. And the reason you're saying it is because it's about you. And that can just about rattle your cage, right? <laughs> you get angry at that moment, or you feel hopeless at that moment, or you just fall silent at that moment. So notice if they turned it back on you immediately or very close to immediately, because that's a big red flag. Now, number five, do you feel you have to be nice to someone who scares you? just to keep the peace and not be victimized by them? Ooh, that's a big one, that you've learned to walk on eggshells around somebody. You've learned to be hypervigilant. So you've put on a nice face, even when they're emotionally, verbally, physically, sexually abusing you, because you don't want to make it worse. I know that one. You know, I've walked with so many people. I've lived it. For those of you who are new to my podcast, I was raised by two hijackles. Of course, I married a hijackle. Then I had to divorce and co-parent with a hijackle. I understand this. Not only do I have a PhD in psychology from that side of the equation, but I have lived it and I've lived through it. And that's why I do the work that I do. So I know that you may have the decision to be nice to somebody who scares you because you're walking on those eggshells. It's very important to be honest with yourself about that. And the last question I have for you today is, are you actually in an abusive relationship and you need help to stand up and speak up and do something to keep yourself and your children safe? Are you willing to say to yourself, Yes, I am in an abusive relationship. I am with an abuser. I do feel abused. My children are potentially being abused, even from hearing the way that that my partner and I talk to one another or the way my partner talks to me. So big question to really get in touch with your willingness to use that word, abuse. And if any of these six things are present in your relationship, it's time to take action. Are you with me? It really is time to take action. That doesn't mean you immediately walk out. It doesn't mean you immediately upset the apple cart. It is that you make an internal decision. This is not okay with me. And I am going to take small incremental positive steps to changing this. It's not time to start blaming and getting angry and criticizing or lecturing or threatening to leave them. That doesn't work. Oh yeah, sometimes threatening to leave straightens them out for a little while it seems, but it's only for a hot minute. And be honest, there's really no change over time. So many people who behave in these ways, these hijackal ways, they're not driven by logic. Those are the very difficult ones. 
the ones that are in danger of crossing that border, that border between difficult people and dangerous people. You might have noticed that. If you haven't noticed it, you might have felt that. So not driven by logic? Well, that's a game changer, isn't it? If they're not driven by logic and your attempt to reason with them is all you've got, well, you're not going to get very far. Repeated attempts at reasoning just makes you frustrated and furious. It's wasting your time and energy and your goodwill. In fact, these folks are so resistant to your logical approach that they may even behave in more entrenched and frustrating and even violent ways just to prove that you have no power over them. And in that case, you know you need insights and skills and strategies and help. Now, as I said earlier, I'm always here for you. You want to talk to me? Go to BeAClient.com. Go to my website, TransformingRelationship.com. Find me. So here's where we all have to become more realistic. If you see patterns of behavior that are ones intended to dominate, to control, or to alienate other people, these are signs of potential trouble. And that trouble will seldom be the huge, violently overt acts of a killing spree. It's more likely to be repeated acts to show other people how little they care about them. And in so many cases, these behaviors that push people away are based in a deep belief that they, the hijackals, a deep belief inside themselves that they are actually unlovable. And they're kind of screaming, I'll show you, you won't ignore me. And that can be their motivation for verbal or violence, physical violence, verbal violence, sexual violence. And it's a search for significance gone terribly wrong. Now, if you just decided to go off soft and say, oh, poor baby, please don't. You are not their parent. You are not their therapist. You have to look after you. So yes, they may have a belief that they're unlovable. They would never admit it. They will never go and find out that that is an underlying belief of theirs. So you can't do anything about it. And don't use it as information and tell them, is it possible that you feel unlovable? That will just cause a volcano. You know that. So no just know inside yourself that they may not like themselves very much, even though they're professing they're the best thing on the planet. Um, but you can't do anything about that. And you cannot do anything more than understand that and then respond in ways that are best for your well-being and the best interests of yourself and your children. So if someone you live with or love or was raised by or work with is habitually difficult, defensive, destructive. I really hope that you wake up and smell the herbal tea right this minute because they likely won't grow out of it, nor will they likely change unless they're open to positive, immediate, and effective help, <laughs> and maybe not even then. So you have to do things differently. So here's the six steps that I was talking about, the six steps that will keep you safer around these people. 
So the first one is that because they think everyone is a potential danger to them emotionally, recognize their pain is within themselves. So you're yelling or belittling or abusing others, their littling, belittling and abusing and yelling others is their proactive attempt to get some respect and release the pain that they feel. And that pain was likely inflicted in childhood. Emotional, physical, verbal, or sexual pain. Now know this, and this is why it's so important. Remember, this is information for you. Keep it to yourself. Don't share it with the hijackal. This has nothing to do with you. So don't take it on as your fault, no matter what they say. Okay, they yell, they belittle, they abuse. Those are their tactics. It comes from their pain. You cannot take that pain away. I'm sorry, you can't. Not all the loving in the world, not all the patience in the world, not all the compassion in the world will take away their pain. And so it is important for you to know that that has nothing to do with you. Don't take it on as your fault, even though they will tell you everything is your fault. So that's step number one. And step number two is because most people are likely to make excuses to avoid confronting the behaviors of these folks. Know that, first of all, you need to take care of yourself. You need to do your own work. You need to do your own work. Let's talk about that, whether you want to talk with me directly or, you know, just listen to more episodes. But if you think or feel that the poor ways someone treats you is because you deserve it, you've got work to do. No one, no one, no one should be allowed to treat you badly. So if you need shoring up in that department, let's talk. Get some relationship help. Work on the relationship with yourself. Work on your self-esteem and your self-confidence. Get some good communication and conflict management and negotiation skills. Shore up your ability to respond to this rather than react to it. So that's the second way. Do your own work. The third step is because you are not a doormat, you have to set boundaries and maintain them. And if by chance you have been a doormat, it's time to stand up, brush yourself off, and never place yourself in that position again. Now you have to do this in a positive way, demonstrating love, concern, and empathy, but clearly explaining the specific behaviors that have to stop. Don't blame them. Talk about the behaviors. This is not all right with me. Okay, that's all you're talking about. Now, I've mentioned my definition of assertiveness many, many times. I'm going to put it in here again because I want you to be assertive. And my definition of assertive is this. Know that you have the right to take up space and draw breath on this earth. And knowing that, know that you also have the right to say what you think, feel, need, and want as long as you do not mention another human by name or pronoun. So you have the right to be assertive. No doormats. So brush yourself off and stand up and explain these behaviors, how I feel, not okay with me. Here are the consequences. So you're going to set some boundaries. 
You want them to know that changing that behavior will get them more of what they want and less of what they don't want. So set clear boundaries and limits. And if you have to set the consequences, with my clients, I usually suggest that they set the boundaries and limits first, then they see what happens. If the boundary is respected, great. If it's not, then you'll have to set some consequences. And then no matter what, maintain those boundaries, no matter how difficult. Because when you don't maintain your boundaries, hijackers don't believe you. And they certainly don't believe that they can trust your word. So there's the third step. Now the fourth step is because these behaviors can be episodic, you need to be consistent every time they get the same response from you. Being with these folks can resemble a roller coaster ride. You know that. They can be lovable and sorry when they're threatened by potential loss, and then equally mean and belligerent when they feel that they're not getting the respect and attention they deserve. So you have to be you. Live fully from your values, from your beliefs, from your purpose all the time. Don't change yourself. Don't change who you are to accommodate them, to make them happy. Because nothing makes them happy. You know that, right? (laughs) And there's no way that you can make them like you more unless you do exactly what they want. And then they'll blame you and like you even less. So that's a very important step. It's very important for you to realize that it's going to be a roller coaster ride, and there are going to be moments when you want to give in or you want to believe that that person you fell in love with has returned because you're hooked on hope that that person you fell in love with will return. But I need you to know deep down in your heart that that person you fell in love with doesn't exist. That was the love bombing. That was the come on. That was the, oh, I got to get you in my life so I can have power and control over you. That person doesn't exist. Okay, so number five, because we often think that offering negative feedback helps, you have to change that belief when dealing with hijackals. Negative feedback confirms how they feel about themselves and when you externalize it by saying it it scares and and enrages them and you need to be reducing and removing emotional threats deal with specific behaviors and tell them what could replace that that would help you be more engaged and respond positively you have to teach them those things that's part of the boundary setting that's part of the communication now they may not be listening but this is about you this is about you having the best strategies to keep yourself safe this is about you having the best strategies to have a life that you deserve one that is free from concern about abuse So forget the negative feedback. (laughs) It won't work with these people. Okay, and the last step to keeping yourself safer is because we can get caught in patterns of interaction, we need to be vigilant about curtailing our own enabling behaviors because we probably have been enabling them until we get back up off the floor and brush ourselves off and stop being a doormat or twisting ourselves to hopefully please them and becoming a pretzel. So what are the enabling behaviors? 
Well, when you do what somebody else wants you to, to do in order to try and keep them happy or keep the peace or join them in pretending there isn't a problem, which is just a denial of the situation, that's enabling. It means making or accepting excuses for poor behavior or accepting that it's someone else's fault that they behave the way they do. If you're an enabler, you're demonstrating poor boundaries and you probably trust too easily and you have a poor sense of your own value. And more importantly, they seek validation of themselves through actions and they think that the dysfunctional person will like them better if they join them in their denial. And it won't work. It will not work. So stop enabling. Stop condoning their behaviors. Stop enabling their behaviors. That doesn't mean that you engage with them or argue with them. It means that you step up and say, you know, that doesn't work for me. What would work is this. It may fall on deaf ears, but this is about you learning to keep yourself safe. You learning to communicate in empowered ways. So there you have it. Six steps to keeping yourself safer. And these things that I've talked about, if they're existing, that's where the potential for difficult to turn into danger lies. And if you don't do something, you will be part of the problem rather than part of the solution. I know you don't want to hear that, but it's true. And nothing about this is fair. I know that. Why do you have to do all the work? Why do you have to be the wise person? Why do you have to be the one who steps up? But they're not going to, so you do have to because you matter. And I know that potential for violence sounds harsh, but that's what it is. Say the wrong word, look at them sideways, question their behavior, suggest they may have a fault, be late with dinner, talk back to them, want equality. All of those things with hijackals, all of those things can unleash the potential for violence that pours out of them in torrents of accusations, demeaning comments, withholding affection, the silent treatment, or physical, verbal, emotional, or even sexual abuse. So step up and be part of the solution. Step up on your own behalf and on behalf of your children. Because remember, sometimes it's only possible to love these folks from a safe distance. And that's wise and smart. So I'm always here to help you. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. You find me at transformingrelationship.com. Lots and lots of podcast episodes for you. Lots and lots of YouTube videos. My channel on YouTube is called 4, F-O-R, Relationship Help. For Relationship Help, H-E-L-P. I'm always around and I'm available to you. If you're a first-time client, you can go to beaclient.com and get my one-hour special. If you are a returning client, let's talk soon. It's always a good idea to have someone in your corner to shore you up. And I am here for you. And I look forward to talking with you soon. I hope this makes sense. If you need to, listen to it again and again and again. Because sometimes we're just so worn down, torn down, and put down that we can't hear it the first time. And just listen again.
That's what podcasts are good for. Now, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Treat yourself well because you matter. You are precious. Treat yourself that way, and don't let anyone treat you any less. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.